All right, here we are. And uh, trust me, figuring out the camera thing is difficult. Hi, Chad. Hello there. Hello, Nathan. That's my name. Hi, hi. So when we're out here and you're thinking about the Nuggets, um, who wants to go first? What do you guys think about? I'll, do, I'll go first. What I think, man, is it doesn't really matter what happens tonight. I know everybody wants to beat the Lakers, and yeah, the, uh, we're the Lakers daddies. We're the Lakers daddy. we got to act like daddy. But ultimately, no one's going to remember about this night who wins and loses. I think ultimately this is for the Denver Nuggets fans to just bask in what was last year's journey and really reflect on how awesome that was. The Nuggets are the champions of the freaking world, and I think that's the goodwill that's going to be flowing through this place tonight. Yes, the basketball is important, but fun fact, Nikola Jokic has yet to shoot a basketball since the NBA Finals. He has not shot a ball yet. His first shot is going to be his first shot of the night. So it doesn't is, matter what happens tonight. That is wildly not true, but that fits an interesting narrative that he doesn't care, but not true. All right, so I will agree with Nate. Tonight's about celebrating the Nuggets, what they accomplished last year. Obviously, it's amazing. This is a city of champions. We're lucky enough to live here. But I think tonight is important. With the, with the Lakers setting their sights to the Nuggets, this is your first test as a champion. Can you withstand being a champion? When you are the hunted and not the hunter, what do you have inside? And how difficult is this season going to be based on you being hunted? Tonight will be the first test of that. It was interesting hearing Michael Porter Jr. say yesterday that we just have a lot of guys on this team that know nothing but winning. They don't know what it's like to lose, and you could not help but think, of the Broncos when it goes to like the culture of winning. And you know what? It's not about the money. Uh, Zeke Naji just got an eight year, $32 million deal. They're all rich in the NBA. They're all loaded beyond their beliefs. It's about winning. Uh, four year, 32, what did I say? Four year, 32 million. Even better for Zeke. Congratulations. Eight million per. So, oh, okay, I get it. You're smarter than me and taller than me. You don't have to rub it in. So in terms of winning, you don't have to do that. Really, you can just stand up. Just, no, this, I am this short. Okay, so what about championship habits and the culture of winning that the Broncos apparently don't have, but these guys do? Yeah, in the Nuggets locker room, they sing, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. What do they sing in the Broncos locker room? All I do is lose, 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 no matter what. That's not a fun song to sing. How do you turn it around? Do you get more winners in the locker room, or do you learn how to win with that unit? I think that's the question that Sean Payton has to ask. Surely he's going to bring in his own guys. You know, 60 70% of these guys will still be here next year, but two, three, four years from now, will any of these dudes still be in the locker room in Denver? you got to keep the winners. you got to ditch the losers. You can't leapfrog your way into when you think that, you know, third grade game, we could hop over three people. So the chipping away at the details. Uh, Sean Payton has reduced the number of pre-snap penalties, a false start, down to just one in the last three games. So that is the chipping away at winning. It takes time to install your program. It takes time to get the players honed and practice on the details. Do you need to bring in some more winners? Yeah, the Broncos need to do that. But Sean Payton also needs some time to implement his program, and it's slowly but surely starting to pay some dividends. All right, so what's the difference with the Nuggets team, an Avalanche team? You know, what is the difference in winning championships as we're seeing two in two years? I'll go with Chad first. Okay, uh, what is the difference? The difference is a better roster overall, but a championship culture. Um, Nathan McKinnon sets the tone for that thing versus Russell Wilson, who sets the tone kind of, but also kind of gets laughed at and is a 
butt of jokes around the league. No one in the league jokes about Nathan McKinnon. No one in the league jokes about the Joker. That's how good those guys are. So the Broncos need to find that guy who they can hitch their wagons to as far as being a leader that is not the butt of jokes, does not make himself uh, you know, above or below or whatever things that Russell Wilson has done. They need to find that kind of guy to take them in and drag them into the winning ways. The Denver Nuggets have done this thing the right way. Homegrown talent. It took them eight years after getting Michael Malone here to win a title. They were patient. They trusted the vision. They didn't, after one bad year, go, oh, my God, we were so wrong. Let's go back the other way and try something all new. No, they stuck with the track. They believed in the guys they believe in. I think loyalty to the guys you hire is important. Um, if they show that they're completely incompetent, then fire them. But you hired them. So if they show they're completely incompetent and you fired them, you look dumb too. Let's let this thing play out and let's let our guys develop as professionals. That's what the Nuggets did. And now they have the, the crown jewel of the NBA right here at Ball Arena based on homegrown talent. They didn't buy the team and put it together with already established superstars. I think the Broncos could take a page out of that book. Yeah, I think talent is the ultimate. You got to have great players. You got to start there. But just chopping it up and firing coaches and starting over time after time after time, to me, is a recipe for absolute disaster. And the one thing, now they've had different personnel with the Avalanche and Nuggets leave over time. They've had players leave, but their core players, their best players, their best coaches, guys, they've stood still. And I think that's made all the difference in the world. Well, who is the Broncos core player outside of Pat Sertan? And we've been talking the last couple of weeks about trading him away just to get draft picks back that were lost for Russell Wilson and for Sean Payton. I think I'm making an argument to keep VJ, man, and stay together a little bit and look at the consistency that this team shows. Well, it takes time. And for VJ to implement his plan, clearly 70 points against the, the Dolphins and now the last two weeks playing much better defensively. I just talked about Sean Payton chipping away at some of the details on the offensive side of the thing. So I think it speaks to overall having some patience, but clearly there's got to be a core of winners for the Broncos, and I'm not sure who that is on this team outside of Pat Sertan going deeper into the future. The Denver Nuggets have the best basketball player on earth, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is the standard bearer for, um, for the way things are going to go on this team. If a new guy comes in, maybe he thinks he's hot shit. Maybe he has some grand plans about what he's going to do. I'm so glad Nate dropped the shit with like a 10-year-old walking right behind us, but go ahead, Nate. Oh, he's, he's never heard that word before, right? Uh, he has the internet on his phone. He's seen much worse. Okay, so anyone who comes onto this team looks at Nikola Jokic. He's the leader. We yeah. got to do what he. Who's that guy in the Denver Broncos locker room? You mentioned Pastor Tan. No, he's a third-year no. corner. He's not. He doesn't have that yet. It should be Russell Wilson. But you brought him here to change the culture. He didn't build it himself. And so there's just a lot of disarray with the Broncos. I think they're just in different stratospheres than the, than the Denver Nuggets now. The question is, do the Broncos brass have the patience to endure some crappy? Years and you know maybe two or three years of mediocrity. Years? Yes, before four or five years down the line. Now we're competing for Super Bowls. Do we have the patience for that? Nikola Jokic. Let's talk about him a little bit. I've been covering sports for thirty plus years. He's the most interesting and probably the best athlete I've ever covered. It's tricky here in Colorado because you always have Elway to compare everybody to. But I wasn't here when Elway was a player. I've been here for since '99, and really, Jokic is by far the best guy I've ever covered. Where does he rank with you guys, and what makes him so interesting? Yeah, he's definitely the top. You know, um, I got into radio here three years ago and have been lucky enough to cover the Avalanche uh, making a Stanley Cup run and winning the Cup, and then now the Nuggets making a run and winning 
the championship on their side. And I would say that Nikola Jokic is the bright shining star amongst all these teams that I've ever seen before being in this town. Of course, I didn't play with John Elway either. And the Broncos teams I played on were more of an ensemble cast. There was no like one guy, like a Peyton Manning or John Elway. It was a bunch of dudes who believed that they were all excellent and uh, raised the play of everyone else around them. But there wasn't that one guy. We never had an MVP of the league or even a guy talked about in that in that way but Nikola Jokic for the last three seasons has been arguably the best player in the world and that doesn't seem to be stopping so we should just feel lucky that we got this guy here that he is so humble that he is so interesting that he's not like the other guys and that everyone around him is falling in and playing his brand of basketball I think we got a lot of years to go with this type of excellence okay so we got the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryant's of basketball which is based on hard work and practice and grinding and Kobe's up at in the gym at four in the morning Jokic is the superstar who's the most reluctant superstar I've ever seen, the most natural MVP because it's not based on grinding hours in the gym. There's a certain skill set, but more so a mentality about his game that, in my opinion, is, is unparalleled. We've never seen anything like this in my opinion, in all professional sports. I play with guys who were naturally good, but no one's who's naturally just the best on the planet. Right. And, and that's also probably describing it unfairly because it's not natural. He has played this game since he was little and has worked at it, but he doesn't obsess. He doesn't grind at it. He's not He's not the Kobe Bryant. He's not 10,000 extra hours. Do we know that? I mean, do we really know that? Because when Mike Malone talks, Michael, Michael, sorry, don't call me Mike. Yes. It's Michael. Put some respect on When Michael name. Malone talks about Nicole Jokic, he says nobody works harder, nobody cares more about his body, nobody's more strict with their diet. I think this idea that he doesn't care about basketball and that he doesn't work as hard as the other greats is a misnomer, and we don't have evidence to prove that, Chad. Okay, give me the mic back. Okay, all right. So whenever they've played any of the Olympic games or international games and, and Kobe was on the team, everyone was always surprised. Kobe was in the gym at 5 in the morning. Well, someone else shows up at 5 and then Kobe shows up at 4. Nicole Jokic isn't that guy. So I'm perhaps oversimplifying it to Nate's point that he doesn't work hard. He certainly does work hard. He's improved his body. And he's improved his game through hard work, not just because he's naturally great, but the lack of superstarness of of being bragging about how hard you work. This is how many hours I put into it. Nicola doesn't do that. He just shows up and plays and wins, which makes him a very different superstar than what we've ever seen in the NBA. I'll give you somebody to compare to, and that's Champ Bailey. Champ was very businesslike with his approach. It's not that he didn't work hard, but he wasn't a weight room warrior. He was more efficient with his time because he took things professionally, I think. He did. I mean, you, you're, you played with him. You would know better. But Jokic is not a rah-rah guy. He goes about everything in a very business-like, efficient approach. And guess what? He wants you to do that, too. He expects you to do that. And I've seen what happened on this team when guys don't do that. There's a reason why Bones Highland just did not work. He just didn't work with this. He didn't work with the culture that Jokic was setting. And Jamal Murray's right there, too. Jamal Murray's another no-nonsense, non-rah-rah guy. And you can win like that. Whereas Russ Wilson is... He's with the pom-poms and the running around. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but on a professional level, I think there's something to the Champ Bailey approach, Nate. I think ultimately you got to be yourself. No matter, no matter how good you are, how bad you are, how much you're struggling, how much success you have, to be yourself is what guys identify with in the locker room. Nikola Jokic is unabashedly 100% himself at all times, and he's not worried about impressing you 
by playing along with your games off the court. You know, you hand him a trophy, he puts it down and forgets where he puts it. Um, you, you know, you want him to play along. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but all these like action shots they had to do in advance of the NBA Finals, he was just looked very awkward in all this kind of marketing stuff he had to be set up for. That's not his bag. His bag is playing football. I'm sorry, not football, basketball, and, and and hanging out with his family and racing horses. This dude is authentic. I think that's why. He resonates in the locker room. There always has to be an opponent to raising a banner in championship nights. And it's the Lakers. You're both from California. Chad's from Southern California. Grew up a Lakers fan. Grew up a Lakers fan. Oh, but I think, I think Chad was a Lakers fan, a Cowboys fan, and a Yankees fan. Is that right? <laughs> no. No. Yankees He's fan. I don't know. You know those guys who are like, I love the Cowboys, I love the Yankees, and I love the Lakers. Like, how do you love those three teams? Because they're the most popular, successful teams. Congratulations. You're a crappy sports fan. Not you, Chad. Nate is accusing me of being a front runner. I grew up yeah. a Lakers fan. And so now, this is, the, as I mentioned when we first started this, this is now that the Lakers have set their sights to the Nuggets. I know. So, so Nuggets are in a very unusual position. So Jamal can talk about how they're, they're all used to winning, but are you used to being hunted? It is a mm. different thing. The Avs didn't play so well the year after they won the Stanley Cup for various reasons, but the being hunted process was a part of them not playing so well. You've got to be able to mentally and physically withstand your opponent's best for 82 games. It's a long grind to be able to do that when you are the hunted one, so we'll see how this team responds. I expect them to respond well tonight, but to Nate's point, tonight's about celebrating, not necessarily showing the Lakers who you are this year. A lot's changed since the parade. We all got fired. <laughs> But that being said, we're back here for opening day two, and we're looking forward to it. So thoughts on this year? Nuggets repeat? I think they will. I mean, their entire starting five is back. they got some young talent they need to flesh out and see who's going to give them those valuable minutes down the stretch. But you remember last year in the playoffs, they only went with like a two-man sub rotation. Now, Bruce Brown is the biggest replacement they need to find, a guy who provides that spark, that energy, that slashing ability. Uh, you know, he plays bigger than he is. He can, he can play both ends of the court. Who's going to be that guy? I don't know if Christian Brown is that type of scorer. So who's going to step up and put those points up there? And then Jeff Green, of course, is gone. But I don't think he's going to be as hard to replace as Bruce Brown was, but your starting five is back. It's the best starting five in the NBA. I see them as the easy front runners to repeat. All right, front runners to repeat, no doubt about that. Will there be a championship hangover? It's inevitable. It's inevitable. You know, the Joker only got two months instead of four months in the offseason. Only got to play with his horses for 200 hours, not 400 hours. So <laughs> there's a difference in that, and it takes some time for those championship-winning teams to get their groove back because they've been trying to recover from a grueling postseason. So there will be some time. Have some patience, Nuggets fans, but this still is the best team in basketball. The second unit is unfounded right now because you had injuries to Christian Brown and Michael Porter Jr. had a grade three sprained ankle, so you didn't get a good sense. Probably will take 10 or 15 games to even know, and even later into the season as well, will Reggie Jackson be the backup point guard? Will Julian Strother get some meaningful minutes? Where will Hunter Tyson fit in at all? I mean, we're going to find out. I think it's going to be a collective effort for Bruce Brown, not just like one person. But that being said, we're here to raise a banner and celebrate championships for the second Ooh, year in a row. We get to do that. It's fantastic. So we'll have coverage for you all night. Um, kill you a truth in the morning, talking all about it. And back in the afternoon with these two clowns. And yes, I really am that short. And now this is when you can take the Rocky thing, Chad, and you can stick it in my face. No, it's, it's on your feet. You're not that tall. The Rocky thing. That's when you stick it in my face. Okay, we kill you a truth. Bye. <laughs>